I'm Russell Silva, and this is The Storycast. This month's show is coming to you a little bit early, and just in time for a little holiday cheer. Most of the content in this episode originally aired December of 2015, but things have been retuned and remastered to fill your eardrums this holiday season. Enjoy. It's the season for lots of cliched Christmas songs rumpa-pum-pumming our eardrums, from your Pandora and Spotify playlists to those grating shopping mall sound systems. There are so many traditional songs, from those nostalgic yet worn out classics to the trendy rehashed reincarnations made re-famous by the pop superstar flavors of the week. I'll be honest, to me, Christmas music is okay in easy enough doses at the right time of the year. But beyond the carols and the gift giving, outside the figgy pudding and the noses so bright, nestled within the old standards are people with interesting stories to tell. Mysterious people, living or imagined, whose tales embody the songs you may hold dear. I submit to you, Exhibit A. Good King Winsless, he was a real guy, and he really was good, and he was actually a king. Good King Winsless is a popular Christmas tale telling of a Czech king going on a long journey, braving the harsh winter weather to give alms to a peasant on the Feast of Stephen, which is a holiday of giving celebrated the day after Christmas, even in Europe today. It's a bank holiday. During his journey, the good king's page with him is about to give up the struggle against the cold winter and only finds the strength to continue by following in the king's footsteps, step by step through the deep snow. This song, mostly legend, is based on the life of St. Winslas I, otherwise known as the Duke of Bohemia. He ruled in Czechoslovakia from the year 907 to 935. The song itself was written almost 900 years later by English hymn writer John Mason Neal. As the story goes, Winslas was considered a martyr and given sainthood after his death in the 10th century. A cult of Winslas even started up in Bohemia and England, honoring his life. The many biographies of Winslas' life would bring a new concept to the High Middle Ages of Rex Justice, or the Righteous King. That is, a monarch whose power stems not from bloodline or title, but from their charity. A 12th century priest wrote of Winslas, but his deeds I think you know of better than I can tell you. For as is read in his passion, no one doubts that every night, rising from his noble bed, with bare feet and only one chamberlain, he went around to God's churches and gave alms to widows, orphans, those in prison, and those afflicted by every difficulty, so much so that he was considered not a prince but a father, a father of all the wretched. Several centuries later, Pope Pius II would attempt to literally follow in King Winslas's footsteps by walking 10 miles in the ice and snow as an act of thanksgiving. Just as the message of the song goes, that if we follow in the footsteps of those giving of themselves selflessly to others, we too will find new life. In his master's step he trod, where the snow lay dented, Heat was in the very sod which the saint had printed. Therefore, men, be sure, wealth or rank possessing, ye who now will bless the poor, shall find yourselves blessing.
So if our first carol told the tale of the rich and powerful, traveling great distances to give themselves to the poor, our next song tells a similar story, but a little different. What in the world is a wassail, anyways? Composed in 1850, the Old English traditional song, Here We Come a Wassailing, refers to an alcoholic beverage, wassail, and the act of wassailing, encanting songs whilst begging for wassail, singing for your booze, if you will, goes a little something like this. Tales from the 19th century paint a giving Christmas spirit, encouraging the rich to be a little more generous than usual. Bands of beggars and orphans would dance their way through the snowy streets of England, offering to sing good cheer and a foretell of good fortune. If only the Lord of the house would offer them a drink from his large wassail bowl, or a penny, or a pork pie, or let them stand for a few minutes beside the warmth of his hearth. And for the wassail bowl itself, it was a hearty combination of hot ale, apples, spices, mead, just alcoholic enough to warm those singers' tingling toes and fingers. So thus, the idea of wassailing was born from the ancient custom of workers visiting orchards before harvest to sing to the trees. The house visiting wassail became a tradition across England, with the wassailers going door to door singing carols throughout the Christmas season. The wassail itself was a reciprocal exchange between the feudal lords and their peasants, a polite request for charitable giving and not begging. This point is made in the song, Here We Come a Wassailing, when the wassailers inform the lord of the house that we are not daily beggars that beg from door to door, but we are friendly neighbors whom you have seen before. The lord of the manor would give food and drink to the peasants in exchange for their blessing and goodwill. Love and joy come to you, and to you, your wassail too, and God bless you and send you a happy new year. The song was purged by the church and recoined, Here We Come a Christmasing, and then the super Americanized version, Here We Come a Caroling. The American version even cleansed the booze from this original third verse. Call up the butler of this house, put on his golden ring, let him bring us up a glass of beer, and better we shall sing. The moral of the story, Christmas and giving and booze all go hand in hand. So open up those coffers, you filthy rich wasslers, and tip another one back for the spirit of Christmas. Oh, Jingle Bells, a Christmas favorite. Well, originally it wasn't even a Christmas song. It's a wintertime song, a song about sleighing season, supposedly written by composer James Lord Pierpont in the fall of 1857. There's quite a bit of dispute over the authorship of Jingle Bells, with another account claiming it was first sung by a Sunday school children's choir for Thanksgiving. A plaque that rests today at 19 High Street in the center of Medford Square in Massachusetts commemorates the birthplace of Jingle Bells and claims that Pierpont wrote the song there in 1850 at what was then the Simpson Tavern. Well, in that year, history would tell us Pierpont was actually the music director of a church in Savannah, Georgia. So something doesn't add up. Yet whenever, wherever, and why ever, 
Jingle Bells was written and composed, likely by Pierpont. The song actually tells the story of a Miss Fanny Bright, as laid out in the second often left out verse. A day or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lank. Misfortune seemed his lot. He got into a drifted bank, and then we got up sought. Now there is no record of who Miss Fanny Bright was or why she's even in this song. So was Miss Fanny Bright simply a fictional character made up to imagine the song's narrative? Or was the fair damsel skimming along the trees with her quarter a real person? A dame who had stolen Lord Pierpont's heart, lost to history, yet their tale preserved through this telling of a sleigh crash. Jingle Bells was often heard as a drinking song at parties. People would jingle the ice in their glasses as they sung out about a sleigh ride that gave an unescorted couple a rare moment to be alone, unchaperoned, tucking through snow-covered woods and fields and all the opportunities that such would afford. So maybe, just maybe, Jingle Bells is really the story of the lovely Miss Fanny Bright and the illicit affair she shared with one love-struck James Lord Pierpont one autumn in 1857 dashing through the snowy hills of Massachusetts until their sleigh overturned. So whatever you're celebrating this season, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, or just going out for a sleigh ride in one way or another, have a happy holiday and a happy new year and take care of each other out there. The Storycast is written and produced by myself. I tweet at Russell Silva. Today you heard music from Lee Rosevere, the York Minister Choir, and the Clare College Singers. The Storycast will return in January with another chapter of life that tells the story of us through a common thread. So until next time, think, feel, and wonder a little bit more.